This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to People Talk. People Talk is about getting ahead at work, becoming a leader, establishing your personal brand, and motivating yourself and those around you. Hosted by Angela Hall, who has decades of experience working in the field of human resources, you can expect lively discussions about topics like workplace politics, dealing with difficult employees and clients, creating an inclusive workplace, and jump-starting your career. Here's your host, Angela Hall. Hello, this is Angela Hall, and welcome to another episode of People Talk. People Talk is where we talk about all things related to HR, careers, leadership, and just trying to get by in life. Thanks for joining me. Uh, People Talk's been off for the past couple of weeks. I've been recovering from a gallbladder attack and surgery, but I'm glad to be back and I'm glad that you all are tuning in. This week we're gonna talk about how to serve your customers when your employees aren't happy about being bad. And if they don't come back, your employees, how to serve those customers or clients remotely. So I've been asked to talk a lot about this in the media recently about people and how we transition back to work. Now that I'm not saying that the pandemic is under control, but we have more people vaccinated. And even with this Delta variant um, out, um, you know, more and more places are opening up. So what does that mean? Well, we talked in my, the last episode of People Talk about how some folks just don't want to come back um, to work and, you know, what employers should do when they reach that, um, when they are faced with that situation. And like as, a, as a recap, I think it's very important for employers to um, ease employees back um, not make them come back um, right away full time, incentivize them to uh, come back, um, you know, make some things um, a little bit easier for them. Like, right, for example, um, coming in two or three days a week to begin with, having um, a more flexible schedule, even doing things, you know, we still have to be safe now that we're back in the office, you know, COVID hasn't gone away. Um, But I think it's important that, you know, do things like maybe have some individually wrapped snacks in the break room or do some things like go outside, have like a a joint break where you go outside and hang out and maybe have lunch together. Do some some type of community building or team building so people will be wanting to come back to the office and not feel so put upon. But as we've seen, a lot of people are quitting rather than coming back into the office. Um, We're seeing this with uh, people across the spectrum. We're seeing this with millennials uh, particularly. And so what what do you do when you have employees who still want to work remotely, but you still want to engage in that great customer service? Well, some things are this. that first of all, you need to um, find ways to touch base with your customers. You need to tap, you know, survey your customers, interview your customers, 
figure out, um, you know, how things are going as far as the level of engagement is currently. And, you know, if things are um, not going that badly, well, then there might not be that big a push to bring people face to face to work in the office if your customers are actually feeling that they're being, um, that their needs are being met um, in a uh, distant man manner. But something that's really important is the notion that, you know, okay, that might work with current customers, but how do you broaden that base when you don't have that face-to-face -face communication with customers? So what are some things that you can possibly do? Well, some things could be um, making sure that maybe you can have some video conferencing with your customers in a way that you didn't have before. With um, days where you can have customers and clients meet face-to-face -face, um, in a socially distant type of way. Um, having a situation where if possible, maybe you go to the customer um, and uh, meet with that person face-to-face -face in a, a socially distant type of way. Trying to find new and innovative types of ways to keep your customers engaged and also your, your employees engaged. One thing that you're gonna see more and more that's gonna be an issue is um, the issue of vaccination. We still have a demographic of people who don't wanna get vaccinated for whatever reason. Maybe they wanna wait and see and see if there are any long-term side effects. Um, there are people who feel like uh, vaccinations are um, you know, are wrong for religious beliefs. I mean, that's a very small minority of people. It might be people who feel like for political reasons they don't want to have um, to be vaccinated. Now, how do you um, deal with the fact that you know, your employees are gonna be coming in contact with people who are potentially not um, vaccinated? Do you, um, you know, most places you wouldn't necessarily be able to force um, customers to show you their uh, vaccination card. There are some places where you can't even um, force employees to show you their proof of vaccination. So that is something to take consideration. So for your employees' well-being, I think that you should encourage them if they are meeting with customers face-to-face -to, -face, to still be, be masked if that's what they feel to uh, make them comfortable. To, to engage in social distancing and to, if they feel that someone should be masked and they are not masked, let's say they're coughing and they are not uh, forth, uh, forthcoming on whether they're vaccinated or not, trying to teach um, your employees how to deal with um, conflict de-escalation types of practices so that they don't become like the mask police or the vaccine police because all that can do is um, escalate the conflict and particularly it could even escalate into violence. So training your employees for dealing with that are very, very important. One thing about this pandemic is that, um, you know, it has made us challenge a lot of our assumptions about how things get done. I know a lot of employers were really concerned that if people did not meet face to face in the office, that the, um, that the environment would be um, not good, the climate in the office. And they were also afraid that if people did not meet face-to-face, -face, that um, you know, the culture within the environment would be negatively affected. 
team building would be negatively affected. The, um, the uh, you know, efficiency would be negatively affected. But as we see, that really hasn't happened. The beginning, um, the um, initial studies that we're seeing said that, you know, we didn't really have a lot of productivity lost due to how we had to change things up and how we do business during the pandemic. And so I like to tell people to think of the pandemic now as being, or how we're reacting to now that we're in a different phase of the pandemic as a way to challenge the assumptions and how we do things and think of ways that, you know, okay, um, a lot of times we, don't, we continue to do things because we've always done them that way. But now this might be an opportunity for us to say, hey, there's some different ways of doing things and we can, um, you know, probably approve on our processes. So how do we do this? So I am very much data-driven. I think that doing an, an, a, a, an organizational assessment, um, which taps into the perceptions of your employees and your customers is very important. Um, and to the extent necessary, you might even need to uh, tap into vendors or other key stakeholders that you deal with in a, uh, on a frequent basis, right? And so figure out what they feel needs to be changed. Are they happy with the status quo? Do they see any benefits of the change since the pandemic? What are the things that they, that they think need to be changed? Um, one thing that the pandemic has had us do is to be able to think creatively about um, how we do things. And that might be um, an, an important thing to continue. Um, another thing that needs to be done is the way to make sure that when you're getting in new people that, um, that they are be able to be socialized and onboarded. It's one thing, you know, being able to find your way if you'd worked in that organization or in that unit for an extended period of time. It's another thing if you're a newcomer and you don't know the norms on how to, um, to behave. Um, another thing is when you have employees who are coming back or may have some trepidation about coming back, you need to, to find ways as a leader to be able to address their concerns. Figure out if their concerns are personal or are they really um, routed into something that the organization can help um, you know, from an organization design point of view. And you know, organizations can help with things that are personal as well. Maybe they don't wanna come back because of work-life balance issues. Maybe it's easier to take care of kids and pets and yourself when you're at home. So I wouldn't suggest that you automatically dismiss those uh, type of concerns. And the same way your employees may have adjusted to a new way of life, the same, it's, a, it's the same thing with your customers. They have, they're looking at things, doing things this, uh, in a different way. Like before the pandemic, I never bought groceries online. Now, sometimes I do. I do a lot more online shopping and deliveries than I did before. I use the things like uh, the Grubhub and things like that that I never used before. So think about ways that you can make your um, processes different so that they can better serve the customer and better serve the employee. Another thing is when we talked about the survey, there's a notion of doing a needs assessment. 
So anytime you um, undertake some broad type of change, you should go through and figure out, okay, are we making these changes because we feel that they are um, important because this is what um, we, you know, based on our gut feeling, or whether we're making this assessment based on, you know, some data. So figure out, hey, um, do we want to change these things because they just make things more convenient? Or are these things that are really on our top um, priorities and things that align with what are our values and what are our goals and our vision? And think about it too. The pandemic has done a reset on how a lot of people, organizations, and customers see their lives. So this might be a really good time to look at your mission statement, look at your vision statement, look at your strategy, and try to think about, hey, is this a time to hit the reset button? Because um, you know we need to challenge the way we've done things before. Another thing that you really should take into consideration is that um, you know you have customers who are rethinking about how they want to spend their money, how they want to spend their time. So in the sense that you can really um, emphasize to the employee, we don't have a business without these customers. We need to be listening to our customers more. We need to be taking that extra step um, and going one step further for them is really, really important. Particularly when you're seeing things like inflation, the cost of housing going up, still, you know, um, even though we've had a growth in jobs in certain sectors, there've been other types of issues that have affected other sectors too. People are trying to catch up from being out of work. And there are a lot of like long-term financial consequences of this pandemic. So people are going to be in a lot of ways more conservative on how they spend their money, how they allocate their resources, especially since as we're thinking about, okay, it's summer now, but as we go into the fall, we have another variant of the, of the coronavirus out there. Um, there could be other ones. We're going to have a change in season. We're going to have kids going back to school. We're, we're at the precipice of a whole lot of change. So what exactly can we do to manage that change and to make people prepared, especially within the United States where we live in a relatively stable and society, even when we have like political issues or something like the pandemic, our day-to-day -day is still pretty predictable, um, you know, but we don't like change. And, you know, we have a lower tolerance of change in the United States vis-a-vis -vis other countries. So recognize that that's an issue for your customers and for your employees. And to the extent that you could be transparent and you can let them uh, know that, hey, some types of changes may be around the corner is very, very important. And finally, I think one other thing that's very important for, for organizations to do is to express their gratitude to their employees and their customers for going through this really hard time. It's difficult. And um, I think that it is a situation where, um, you know, if we practice some grace, we have open communication, transparency, we will all be able to get through this together. So thank you for joining me for this episode of People Talk. I should have another episode next week. And if you have any questions um, about transitioning back to work, how to get your employees or your 
customers comfortable or anything related to HR, uh, feel free to contact me as, at A as in Angela, T as in Tanya, Paul, that's H-A-L-L, at msu.edu. And please listen to the other great podcasts on the CXFM radio channel. Take care and be well. Thanks for listening to another episode of People Talk with Angela Hall. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues. And remember to subscribe to our show. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.